Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Sans Pants Radio, Australia's most biased podcast network. Welcome to How Good's Footy, a weekly AFL podcast where we ask the most important sporting question of all. I'm Dusha. I'm Connie. And I'm Tom. And boys, and this is a genuine question this week because I honestly have no fucking idea. How good's footy? I love it. <laughs> it's good for me. It is fine. It's fine. It's just fine. I don't want to talk about Tom, it. Tom, it absolutely shouldn't be fine. And I've got bad news for you if you don't want to talk about it. Because uh, you're in a podcast where we're going to be doing nothing but talk about it. Yeah, can't wait to talk about the um, only GFC that matters, the Gold Coast Football Club. <laughs> um, I would say probably the only relevant G starting team. Honestly, out of the other two, fuck yeah. <laughs> Doing all the heavy lifting. <laughs> I got a beanie on because um, I'm getting ready to have a cold head later in the year. <laughs> <laughs> How was your roast, mate? Was it oh, good? Oh, mate, it was pretty good. You're the confidence, only one who got one. Confidence is building big time. <laughs> it should. So it's been an absolutely chaotic week. So this episode probably sounds a little different to last week because we're back to isolation recording. Victoria as a whole, uh, cases of COVID have gone up and they're like, work from home, you idiots. And we're like, I guess we're recording separately again. The best part about that is too that, uh, Dusha, you and I live in a area that is apparently one of the hotspots in Melbourne. So we're not allowed to go anywhere. Yeah, we're not meant to. So, um... so do I. We're all in it. <laughs> <laughs> we all do. We are fucked. We've decided not to risk our lives for this podcast, but still to release this episode because footy is important. It is. And it's been a fucking big week of footy. So things were normal for the first couple of days. And then on Saturday, there was rumors that uh, something big was about to happen. Gil had called a press conference. And uh, it turns out that uh, Essendon defender Connor McKenna had tested positive to COVID-19 meaning that Essendon's game the following day was cancelled. News is developing very quickly at the time of recording, so we're not entirely sure what's going to happen. But last update was Essendon will... uh, They're going to look at who is in contact with Conor McKenna, isolate those players, and provided that Essendon still have enough players to make a team of 22, they will be playing Carlton next week like usual, and that the Melbourne-Essendon game will be held midweek sometime, presumably between round five and six, to make up for it. Uh, so I didn't get any footy fix. Instead, I got the opposite, which is Essendon brings the entire AFL into disrepute once more for the second time in eight years. Uh, how you feeling, mate? You love testing positive to shit at Essendon. <laughs> oh. Just, oh, love it. The moment that they were like, oh, it sounds like an, a player has tested positive COVID. And I was like, fuck, it's absolutely going to be an Essendon player. And then the next update was like, it sounds like an Essendon player has tested positive for COVID. I was like, of course. This has thrown a lot of things, you know, footies in question. But I was preparing, you know, with restrictions supposedly easing today. It's my birthday on the week. And I thought, maybe we can go to the pub and have a drink. No, no, we can't. No, you're saying, you, hey, Tom, I that, sounds, that has shades of my birthday where I didn't leave the house and... Got drunk with my housemates. <laughs> uh, I reckon Adam and I can do that. Yeah. And the cat. Yeah. And, the, and cat. the cat. Your cat, every time I've come over, looks like she's cracking the shits because she's sitting in her bed but facing the window, which is a wall, basically. It's just <laughs> looking outside she's for good. a better life. <laughs> hey, hey, you fuck off. She loves me, all right? She loves her life here. With a dad that barracks for a winning football team. We're back. <laughs> Fuck. Right. So, yeah, it's been a big week. Let's just jump into the results because footy tipping was also well and truly fucked. There's one man who capitalized on that fuckness. <laughs> <laughs> He's, uh, he, I'm looking at him here. 
Meteoric. Oh, mate. Stratosphere. Well, look, boys, I told you I, I needed to spice it up this week because it's yep. we're, we're at round three and I'm um, my season was on the line. <laughs> so I, Yeah, you're in the you're Where was I? I think I was ninetieth. Yeah, you were inside the top hundred just. Yeah. Now I'm You were a couple of spots ahead of me. That 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 gives you a clear indication of how badly you were doing. Well, you went south this week, mate. You're outside the top hundred, and it's frankly <laughs> it's disgraceful for the brand of the show. How I did have... you drop positions this week? So that well, means you would have okay. had to tip you, you would have had to tip teams that no, wait. Let me finish first. All right, go on. You would have had to tip teams back against the favourites that won, but then back the favourites that lost, like a maniac. I'm pretty sure I only got three winners this week. Yeah. Because I, I backed Richmond, I backed the Bulldogs, I backed Geelong, I backed mm-hmm. Brisbane, so there's one win, I backed Port Adelaide, and I backed Gold Coast. Uh, I don't know what you get for the Melbourne thing. I backed North instead of Sydney. Uh, I picked St Kilda instead of Carlton. Yeah, I had a real fucking rough start. This was no. St. Good Kilda for me. lost to Collingwood, not Carlton. So I got oh, five. Yeah, that's an, yeah. Where I made up ground was in the first two fixtures. Yeah, yeah. By just being brave and just picking some upsets, and then getting too cocky and picking St. Kilda to beat Collingwood, which was the one you boys were so confident with that one. But Sean, after those two miracles came off, you should have played it safe. You would have I been in the have. top. Probably the top 20 by now. Joel, can I share with you what my plan was for Sunday's games? Just to, to claw back what I lost with St. Kilda. I was going to back Melbourne. Yeah, I figured. Yeah, yeah I was going Right. So let's get into it. Thursday night at the MCG, uh, a very out-of-form uh, Hawthorne met a pretty out-of-form Richmond, and everyone was like, well, Richmond will use this to play into form. Uh, and then Hawthorne won by 32 points, and it was not close at any point during the game. Yeah. Sean, <laughs> I very nearly, you were talking about how you were going to pick Hawthorne because of Clarko and because of the team and all these things. And I was like, you're absolutely right. And then I forgot about that until I was halfway through the game and went, oh, fuck, I didn't change my tip. <laughs> I just didn't think that Hawthorne were going to play. They were horrible last week against Geelong. I just couldn't see them yep. doing that two weeks in a row. And it's the same reason why, when we get to the tipping later, there are several teams that were dog shit this week that I will tip next week for that exact reason, because they'll lift. Yeah, that's Fair enough. brave. Uh, yeah. Hope Adelaide aren't on that list, because uh, they fucked it this week. Well, they won't be, mate, because they're playing Brisbane. <laughs> <laughs> Man, can't wait for I you to I hope I can tip the margin on that one, because it'll be 100 plus. <laughs> Um, yeah, like, O'Meara coming back for Hawthorne was a huge in, and yeah, Richmond living, losing Dusty obviously fucked them a lot more than people were expecting. Yeah. Which is crazy, because people were expecting it to be, to fuck them pretty hard. What's wild is, it's not like, yes, they lost Dusty, and he's, you know, he's their best player, and you lose your best player, it, it, it does hurt you. But by that same token, there are players who are really good, who are just, Tom Lynch missed a goal from the square. Jack Raywalt, I don't think, has kicked the goal for now two weeks. Yeah. He's still in quarantine. (laughs) (laughs) He just hasn't turned up. And just on best players, Tom. Like, Dusty didn't play. But look at Brisbane. Zorko didn't play. And it didn't really do anything to us. Correct. uh, You know, other players stood up. But he didn't play for Sydney, and Sydney still won. Like, you know, good teams have superstars all the way through. And uh, Richmond just, I don't know. I don't know if Richmond has switched on. They were ordinary against Carlton, but won because it was Carlton. They were yeah. shithouse against Collingwood. They're not looking good. And this is before COVID. They look yeah, slow. Tom, you remember last year, I think at one point in the season, they were like ninth on the ladder and they were having a pretty dog shit run. And then they just turned it on and won like, you know, 12 in a row. So, you well, never no, know. But last year when they were ninth, they were missing about six or seven players. They lost, they lost heaps of their list through injury True. and True. they got them all back. Whereas, who are they missing? Martin will Dusty. be back, but he's like he's fit. He'll, he'll play. Yeah. Alex Rance is a non-factor anymore because he's retired. And Pickett, Pickett hasn't played since the grand final. Did you, old mate uh, wanted him delisted. <laughs> Who said that? Kane Corns. Oh, old hot take. <laughs> old hot take McGillicuddy. It's his fourth ever game. He's got the same. He's played four games with the same amount of fucking premierships as you, Kano. <laughs> <laughs> 
there's a lot of weird games this week where there's not a lot to say. And yeah, with the Richmond Hawthorne one, I guess it's kind of the same, which is just Richmond, not looking good. Hawthorne, can't get a read of them because they were also looking bad. And then they looked all right. Uh, they looked a one lot last thing though. on this. One last yep. thing on this. Um, Chad Wingard is back in my book of players from other clubs that I love. I, I went cold on him because he started playing for Hawthorne, but my love for the Chad has superseded my hatred of the Hawks. Same. Yep. He's back. He's just a jet. He's a fucking jet. This weekend also had something that seems to be a trend since Footy has come back uh, from the break, but this game was that times 500,000, but it does sprinkle through the rest of this season, uh, the rest of this round as well, which is a lot of punch-ons, boys. And <laughs> oh. this game had a fuckload. This is my favorite rivalry in football, I think, the Western Bulldogs versus GWS. Do you know what I think I like the best about this rivalry, Sean, is that it's so fresh that the players in both sides are the players that have started the rivalry. It's yeah. not like a legacy yes. rivalry. Yeah, yeah. It's like they just genuinely hate each other, as the commentary team constantly pointed out. I thought when Toby Green was ruled out of the game, my interest kind of waned a little bit. I was like, uh, I'm going to put this on till <laughs> halftime and we'll see what happens. But I forgot that they hate the Bont so much. And it was <laughs> awesome. This game started out great and it had... Look, some people were critical of what happened at the start of this game. I personally loved it because it felt like, <laughs> it felt like the WWE... Yes. Instead of the captain Coniglio going to do the coin toss with Bont, they sent in um, the bloke who Bont tried to murder last year. That was awesome. Just stared him down. Bont was like, "What the fuck is this?" I loved it. Just the fact that they, the the audacity and the swagger of of the Giants. Look, it backfired a little bit because they lost the game. Oh, but the swagger of them to be like, "We're going to send in the guy that the Bont broke the larynx of last year." And got off at the match review panel because they didn't check a medical report. Do you remember this? This whole the yeah. whole thing was that he got off because they didn't read the Giants' medical report, which said the guy had a broken larynx. Yep. Yeah, corruption. Just yeah, it's f- fucked up. Corruption. I love it. <laughs> I love. It's the most wrestling. This whole thing was like this is the other thing to do about the the Giants Bulldogs rivalry. It is so fresh, but it also feels genuine. Like, yeah. I get that the showdown exists, but, like, yeah, it's, it's just because you're in the same state. And, like, you know, Geelong and Hawthorne don't get on. But, you know, Burgoyne and Joel Sell would always have a friendly chat after the game. Like, mm. but the Giants-Bulldogs rivalry is so fucking real. Like, they – and it's it's not just the players. Like, the board level fucking hate one another. Like, there's yeah. the Tom <laughs> Boyd thing, the Ryan Griffin thing, the fact that the Giants have all this salary cap and the Bulldogs had none, the prelim – Toby Green kicking everyone and punching everyone in that side. The, like, there are so many good storylines in this fight. It's, yeah. it's probably in it's this the fight. best, it's Fuck. The best <laughs> rivalry in the AFL. The promo for this game had Callum Ward talking about Toby Green and the dogs and being like, yeah, I don't really know why they don't like him. And then the promo showed him kicking someone in the head, and it was great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, yeah, just... so <sighs> apart from the incredible... Like, it was like fucking pinball. The bond was the ball, and every single Giants player was a bumper. Every time someone ran past him, they were laying <laughs> into him. There was so like, and it like like you were saying before, it backfired because they clearly put heaps of effort into just beating the shit out of each other and didn't you know forgot to play football. And sure, that sucks. But also, when you've got Norton wearing a different number because he's been in that many fights that he has run out of jumpers that have his actual number on it, that's insane. <laughs> I haven't seen that happen since Tom Hawkins a few years ago gotten so many jumper punches against Sydney that by the end of the game he was wearing Josh Walker's jumper. <laughs> <laughs> but lots of bulldogs flying the flag for Bont, which I loved. Like Libba. Libba was big. Oh, Libba was shooting so many winks and little cheeky smiles. He loved it. He was probably hoping some one of the like the Giants players just came for him. He um And then and then he got the last laugh by kicking that ripper goal after the siren in the third quarter. And then after he kicked that goal, it was fucking on. <laughs> Off the bench. It was on before he kicked. Yeah, the, <laughs> the siren went, everyone was ran like, right. off the bench to come out and fight Bontempelli. My favorite thing in a footy melee is when players come off the bench because the commentators are always like staggered by it. They're always like, oh, they're off the bench. <laughs> so good. So the Giants targeted the Bont, and the Giants had a 
fucking average as game and they deserve to lose this Leber, however did the opposite and he fucking fired up and had a huge game and also got into heaps of fights he could do it all it's like his old man <laughs> apple is not very in fact the apple is still in the tree it hasn't even fallen it's still in there it'll like, never it'll never they're fall. the same bloke <laughs> no. Does this does this strategy ever really work? The last one I really remember was when Port Adelaide tried to kill Lockie Neal last year and it just backfired. They gave away heaps of free kicks and Brisbane just put them away. And the same thing happened with the Dogs. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think of when an aggressive approach like this has worked. I've seen it where the last player I think who's done it is when Freo used to come after Steve Johnson. That was probably a 50-50. Sometimes they'd lose. Jono would end up getting free kicks because he'd drag Ryan Crowley through the wrong interchange gate. <laughs> but that's the last time I remember it working And they, you know, haven't played for a few years I actually wish that the Giants had won Because then it would have validated The coin toss move at the start It just would have been such a huge thing Now it's like going to be pretty forgettable Because it didn't work and it kind of embarrassed them Yeah You watch them do it again though Oh, please I love it I love the theatrics Send Lockie Whitfield to flip the coin with Aaron Norton next time <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's not much else to say about this game. It was good to see Libba back. Dogs look better. GWS look like this is not going to be the season for them. And hopefully, like, maybe both teams are absolutely, like, rattled like rattled and fired up for next week based on this. Or they'll be really sore because they're all covered in bruises and had the shit kicked out of them. All right. Uh, so, Saturday, Sydney take on North Melbourne at Marvel Stadium. Sydney had lost to Essendon last week, uh, but almost... Came back and ran over the top of us, as is Essendon and Sydney fucking tradition. And North were off off the back of what now doesn't look like that impressive of a win over the Giants. So again, the Giants tricked everyone and made it seem like North were the real deal. But maybe, maybe let's not get too excited about Reese his big head full of big ideas. I've got a theory about that. Yep. I've got a theory as to why it didn't work against Sydney. What? Where did Reese Shaw get all those big ideas? Ah, uh, fuck, from Sydney. They knew. They knew. Yeah. They know he's big head and full of ideas. It was never going to work. Never going to work. So, look, while Reshaw is coaching the Ruse, they will never beat the Swans. <laughs> oh, that's big. I only watched five minutes of this. Yeah. Um, the, first, the first five minutes. And Sydney looked so shithouse that I gave up on football and life. Like, they were just <laughs> witches. Ha- like, the back line looked uncompetitive. Um, ben Brown kicked two, lined up for a third, cooked it, and then I looked at the scores later, and I guess Sydney just turned it on and came back and won. Yeah, Sydney turned it on in the second quarter, and in the first quarter, North Melbourne did not make enough of the chances they were given. Typical. Sydney um, Sydney went to work. They they, yeah. they went in at, they went in at a quarter time. John Longmire just punched them all in the face. They went back out again, and they lifted it. Um, although in the last quarter, North Melbourne turned it back on again to the point where it was on for a bit. Sydney were nearly, I think, uh, yeah, we're about 30 points up at uh, three quarter time. And then North Melbourne kicked the last four goals. And yeah, it looked like it was on, but yeah, they missed one and then it was just all over. Play four quarters, North. Fuck. (laughs) Also play four quarters, Sydney. Yeah. Yeah, n- novel approach playing four quarters. I don't know other teams, how they go. <laughs> playing four quarters, you know. It's Maybe they're trying something different, like another team that I know who just decided they were going to just play the last quarter and that was it. <laughs> who knows? Who could say? Who could say? New strategy. Yeah, Ben Brown kicked three. Papley kicked two. He still has a chin that I hate and hate him. Simkin had a pretty big game. Uh, one goal, 26 touches, laid four tackles. Um, yeah. Next game, Saturday afternoon also. And in between these two games is where the news that Essendon wouldn't be playing on Sunday broke. So I watched this game, but my brain was off. Uh, much like, I guess, St. Kilda, because Collingwood killed St. Kilda. It's a disappointing game. I forgot to watch this game until about halfway through. I looked at the score and went, I won't bother. <laughs> I didn't bother either. Oh, good. Yeah, look. I don't want to see a team, a, a game where Collingwood are doing well. Yeah. War on Collingwood. Bad. Fuck them. Continues. Fuck you, St. Kilda. You let us down. I'm coming down to the club to have a word to all of you. After half time, there was only three goals kicked in the game two by Collingwood, one by St. Kilda. Just a. So does that mean for game. two weeks running, Collingwood have scored three goals 
total in the second half of football? Probably. Uh, Just a boring game between two boring clubs. Yeah. <laughs> it's no good. I mean, yeah. Yeah. This is a – yeah, I don't care, actually, about yeah. any of this. So we've we've glossed over a game that no one cared about. And now let's talk about a game that everyone cares about. Because uh, Eddie's back at Carlton, Tom. I don't know if you noticed. Eddie, he is back. People said he looked too old, Tom. But uh, those legs still work. It was uh, look good on him. Look, Eddie Betts being back is good for football. Bad for me. Mm. So I'll concede that. Um, what I love is that this is how cooked this season is, right? Teams that got smashed last week won this week. Teams that look like they're like comfortable and good fell apart this week. Gary Ablett looked like a superstar last week, and Eddie Betts was no good this week. Eddie Betts is a superstar, and Gary Ablett missed a fucking set shot. Yeah, from twenty five meters out. Oh, and it's- yeah, the season it's all over the place. Like sometimes teams that are undefeated don't even get to play. It's- sometimes Brisbane do exactly what you'd expect and just win comfortably. <laughs> yeah, just go yep. out there, get it done. Uh, after an early scare or two, it's not a scare when you're playing a premiership contender. It's a scare when you get smashed by Carlton on your home deck. <laughs> do you want to know do you want to know a couple of here's some okay, do you want to hear some great stats about my club that are the most depressing fucking things and I had to have a big long shower so I could have a cry about them? Yes, I'd please share. So, Carlton, I think are the first team in 17 years to lead at every change in Geelong against Geelong. That's not cooked. Tom, that's not really depressing. It just means that you were beaten at your home ground. Are you ready for this other one? This is going to hurt me heaps. We haven't had a consecutive win since before the buy round last year. Yep. New buy curse. No, consecutive win curse. We got rid of the buy curse. Uh, consecutive win curse still stands. Haven't been able to win back-to-back games since round 12 last year or 13 last year. Tom, you mm. know what they say about teams that can't win games consecutively? You, they you don't, don't win grand finals. They don't win grand finals in the next 10 years. <laughs> That is a famous thing. The thing that I hated about this was that it. Chris Scott was interviewed just before the game, and he was like, I'm really nervous, you know, Carlton are really hungry. We need to be on them. So obviously Chris Scott's focus all week was telling the players, you've got to be switched on early because Carlton are going to come out firing because all week the talk had been about how Carlton had had slow starts in the last two games. And what happened? Oh, they came out firing, and Geelong were like, no, nah, we're going to... We're going to give it three quarters and then have a crack. They were playing on fucking challenge mode. <laughs> well, Tom, you did, not to discredit Carlton too much, but you fought back in the second quarter and like kicked a couple of goals consecutively, and it was like on then. But then Carlton just, they were like, nah, enough of that. Good night. Put you to bed. <laughs> and then we said, no, we're not going to sleep. Fuck you. We kicked five goals to one behind in the last quarter. And uh, nearly pinched it about three times. Tom, I want to say a name to you. What? Asava Radagalia. <sighs> I love him. I love him. However, if you are going to have two hands on the ball on the goal line, Sav, you hold on to it. Don't tap it back into play. The other thing I will say, he got better when he moved into the ruck. And the team lifted. He had like seven tackles in the last quarter from playing on the ball. Just Tom. He had a shocker. He had a shocker, but I'm willing to stick the fat with him. Um, there's a couple of other players, though, that might be in a bit of trouble. Um, Tay, who doesn't look quite ready to be back playing footy, Jack Stephen. <laughs> um, no good. Didn't look too flash. Uh, Jack Henry, can't get caught by Eddie Betts, mate. You're 21. Eddie Betts is 105. <laughs> You're a pretty quick kid. Uh, so... Eddie's, Eddie's quick, mate. I thought Eddie is quick, but Jack Henry's pretty quick too and a lot younger. Um, look, I would say Tom, the last quarter was really good. If you lay out the evidence, I would say that Eddie Betts yeah. is faster because we got a comparison on the well, weekend. Yeah. and uh, We do. Only one player had their face in the fucking turf. And also, Tom, it's- Eddie's quicker between the years as well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Henry had three chances to handball the ball to Blitzarves or Harry Taylor, and he chose neither of them. Spud. Big Spud. <laughs> Betts had a chance. A Betts team. had time to run around. <laughs> Fuck you. We're not a Spud team. Yeah, I'm getting so angry at Geelong from watching the little tiny bit of that game. Losing to Carlton <sighs> that, in Geelong. It's despicable. What's, what's incredible is that they're, they're, so there were three players who tried for Geelong. Yeah. Yep. Really hard. Yep. <laughs> 
Gary Rowan <sighs> played a really good game with the limited amount of ball he could get. He was trying his fucking guts out. Mitch Duncan had an enormous last quarter and was probably responsible for getting us back into it. And Jed Buse had three plays in that last quarter. He kicked a ripper goal and two plays where he took off and like just took about five Carlton players on and burnt them. And it's like, where was that for the first three quarters? What are you doing to me? Oh, they're killing me. Absolutely killing me. Um, yeah, look, it's the only positive, boys, the only positive from the whole weekend of footy for me as a Geelong supporter is a certain somebody got through completely unscathed in the practice match beforehand. Well, that's that's good. Big deal. Fuck off. <laughs> um, and also, just in case people are listening and they didn't see what actually happened, Radagalia literally... Who kicked it? Was it Tom Hawkins? Yeah. Tom Hawkins. Yeah. Kicked a goal. Tom Hawkins kicked a goal. Yep. Big Sav fisted it back into play. Uh, and to Unchallenged. Come coast to coast? Unchallenged. There was no one else at the line with him. He either I, marked no, it if he's a dog he, or just let it yeah. sail through for a goal. But he chose to defend it. He's an idiot. Yeah. He went over Liam Jones, but I think he thought Jones had the better position and Jones just didn't. That was a goal. That, you know... Fix your ruck. Oh, forgive him. Tom. <laughs> huh? Sick of it. Fucking sick of Geelong. They never fix anything. Sinking ship. I know. Every second week. You watch us. You know, you watch us. Watch us next week. Come out firing against Melbourne. Yes. The week after that, get done by the Suns. There you go. Fuck. My God. Tom, I would just want what's best for you, mate. But you're that far away from a premiership. It makes me sad. <laughs> <sighs> I love that last week the window was smashed open and this week someone's just come and like fixed it up, put a bit of cardboard over the top. It's All right, Tom. Tom. Fuck, we nearly won too. Tom. Fuck. Tom. Yeah. You're currently 10th on the ladder. Sure, it's only round three. Uh, a team that didn't play this weekend are still in the top four. Yeah, you're two wins ahead of us. One win now. Come on, mate. Well, you know what I mean. Two wins and we're one win. That's it's just math. That's, yeah, it was wrong math. That's... Look, I'm sad. I won't dig in too much. Gary Ablett should retire. Uh, <coughs> he is. <laughs> Mid-season. Do you, know what, do you know what it was, though? Gary Ablett looked slimmer. So I think he needs to go back to fucking Subway and have five meatball subs and load up again because a chunky gaz is a good gaz. You can't do the Stuart do and do it half-assed. You've got to fully go in. Yeah. Ugh. Tom, that missed goal. The full holy meatball. <sighs> I didn't see the missed goal. How bad are we talking? Uh, it was about 25, oh, 25 out. out. Slight angle. Yep. Just yep. Disgusting. Free kick too. And in the in the last couple of minutes, and when he got it, um, whoever was one of the commentators, I think it might have been Lynch or Lyon, was just like, oh, this is a goal. That Carlton are idiots now. And he kicks that. I think it got us within two points with about four minutes to go. <sighs> Gary, That killed me too. Out. So we had, we had the Mitch Duncan touched kick, which – Brought us within three points. We had Grian Myers playing on with advantage when there was no advantage. We had Gary Ablett missing. And then Tom Atkins looked like he was going to be a fucking hero. And oh. Well, Atkins got... He tried hard, Tommy Atkins. Yeah, still the best head in the AFL at the moment. That hair and moustache combo. He also, I think, now has a black eye from that crash. He looked very sore and swollen after it when he was on the bench. I mean, the other thing that sucked for us too, we lost Luke Dalhouse in the first like four minutes because Sav knocked him out and then <laughs> Minagola did his back. So, rock on. Where's um, where's JJ, mate? Get Jenkins in the team. Uh, he had a, He's out with a back injury. Oh, get him back in anyway. He'll do better than fucking Sav. He played in the practice match. I think he'll be back. He'll play. I, here's my big call. I reckon Jenkins will come in. Parfit comes back and Maybe Clark or Collar Jasney comes in as well. Great. Sounds all right. Bit of a shake-up. Yeah, maybe you'll make You actually missed, before we go to the really good game of the weekend, Sean, you missed one of the funniest things I've ever seen in footy, which was uh, David King doing a, an interview with Joel Selwood at halftime. And Geelong had come out strong and then Carlton had ran over the top of them and they looked like dog shit. And uh, King, he goes to Joel, you know, how's it, how's it going out there, Joel? Joel, yeah, look. We're just not doing what we want to do out there. How are you going to change it? You know, you're going to start winning around the contest. Yep. And then just walked off. <laughs> just burnt him. Disrespectful. Sean, Sean, I would say the funniest moment of that Rude. game was Sav punching back into the uh, attack uh, a certain goal. That <laughs> yeah. was far funnier. Actually, there was one bit that was funnier, and that was Carlton winning the game. 
<laughs> yeah, that was really You're a funny. disgrace, Thomas. Do, do you know what I love? I love that you're supposed to be my friends, but you're both just a pack of cunts. Tom, <laughs> we wouldn't be like this if you weren't like... Remember a couple of weeks ago, you were like, oh, I don't actually get nervous about some games. And do you know what makes me happy, Tom? The fact that you wouldn't have even fucking thought twice about this game. Uh, incorrect. I was very nervous. Nah, bullshit. <laughs> I've realised now that football's back that I'm nervous before every game because my team is so inconsistent. Nah, he's full of shit. Yeah. Absolutely full of it. You would have only shit yourself, I reckon. Once Carlton kicked the first three, you would have been like, oh, fuck. Which admittedly was like 10 minutes into the first quarter. But nah, even uh, then, his arrogance is so strong, Joel, that he would have had to have been down by about six goals to be like, oh, geez, this is going to be a bit of a tricky challenge. Oh, actually, that's a very good point. Hey, because that's exactly what I thought, and we almost got there. So, fuck you. I'm optimistic. I'm not arrogant. I'm optimistic. I wish I could mute you. Unfortunately, from long distance, I can't. Anyway. Tom, don't worry. You're going to make the finals and then do nothing. <laughs> right. Sean. Joel. The relevant game of Saturday night. Oh, baby. Brisbane Lions. Playing, uh, who were the premiership favourites at the start? Of, well, once at the start of round two, but now don't look so hot. The West Coast Eagles and Sean, yeah. what happened? Well, Joel, it was a very tight game, and then Brisbane exploded in the second half. Oh, that, fuck! It was exciting to watch. I tell you that what, quarter was massive from you guys. Big time. I think we kicked five goals to two. I think it was, but we looked powerful. Um, because it was just like a really low scoring. Really tight game. It was pretty dewy on the field. Um, ball was slipping around everywhere. Uh, West Coast looked a lot better than they did last week. That actually sort of yeah. showed up and then just, I think, got outplayed. Brisbane were pretty wasteful. We missed, we had heaps more scoring shots. We missed a lot of shots. Um, yeah. The final Jared Berry, was- boys, Jared Berry. Fuck. Oh, he's, he looked the most like the Bont that he has been in his career on Saturday night. He kicked three goals, two. <laughs> he had 15 touches. He was fucking everywhere. He was, they couldn't tackle him. He got the ball inside <laughs> 50, and he was just throwing blokes off him and kicking goals. And I've high-fived my wall twice this year, and both of them have been because of the Berry boys. Last week, it was his younger brother taking a <laughs> hanger, and this week, it was Jared Berry kicking the sealer in the last quarter. It's fucking big. I got so angry. I got really angry in the last quarter because <laughs> the umpiring was a bit shit house and West Coast were kind of lingering around. And my girlfriend was concerned because she thought that we were losing because of my attitude. <laughs> and I'm like, no, no, no. We're up by four goals. And she was like, what? Sit down. Because <laughs> I was in my corner. I was pacing. Fuck. <laughs> Footy is absorbing. Well, yeah, because they kicked three behinds and then a goal, and it was all West Coast for a bit in that last quarter. And, yeah, that's stressful. I had a thought while watching this game. It was Channel 7 doing the game. They don't do a lot of Brisbane games, so they're a bit stupid sometimes with some of the players. Luke Darcy, he gets so much shit wrong that we could get him on this show to replace Tom. That's how fucking (laughs) dumb he is. (laughs) Fucking hell. But like, what's fuck. what I love? What what's fascinating about Darcy is that he's got no color either, so he's boring and factually inaccurate. That yeah. is pretty funny, though. <laughs> um, like, at least you know, BT gets shit wrong all the time and is a bit of a flog. But at least he's exciting. Yes, Jared Luke Darcy doesn't know how to get excited. Jared Berry won there like the Channel Seven Best Player of the Game, and he won like mm-hmm. a, a one of those huge Sony Bravia TVs, right? And it was almost as if they don't do their research and they didn't know what to ask Jared Berry. I reckon they asked four questions about the TV and what he plans to do with it. Like, he answered. He was like, oh, we're doing some renovations at home. So, um, you know, I'll, I'll put it in the lounge room. And then Darcy, like, paused and was like, oh, um, yeah, some renovations. So, um, so where are you going to put the TV? And Jared Berry just dead, like looked at the camera and was like, in the lounge room. <laughs> like, are we going to talk about football? Fuck. They're just idiots. They're fucking idiots. To be fair, the game, one of the games earlier in the week or last week when another player won it was very similar. They kind of asked them about the game for a minute and then asked them about four or five questions about this fucking TV. I wonder if and it's it was a weird. sponsorship Sponsor. thing. That's what I'm thinking. That's what now. I reckon. I reckon they have to say Sony Bravia like four times or something to trigger the, the yeah. deal. Fucking idiots. Um, I'll put this to you, boys. I think there's a new best player in the competition. 
I think it's Lockie it'll... Neal. Yes. <laughs> because when you think... Lock like, in... Most people say Dusty, right? Yeah. But when you think about Dusty, I don't actually think of consistency. Sometimes mm. he does epic things. Sometimes he's a little bit quieter. Lockie Neal is like just getting 30 touches every week, getting clearances, and now he's adding goal kicking in as well. He's a fucking beast. I love yeah. him. Also, Sean, also, Lockie Neal would die for Brisbane at this point. Oh, I can't remember. It happened late in the game, I think. Someone got tackled pretty brutally. Lockie Neal went in there and just tried to fight everybody. I hadn't hadn't really seen that from him before. Normally, he's at the bottom of the pack getting killed, and Robbo has to come in. But Robbo had a bit of an off night, and Lockie Neal stepped it up, and he was just going around going, I'll fucking smack you. (laughs) That's just what I assume he was saying. Lockie Neal is um, an absolute smoky for a brown light. Smoky? smoky. Because he had a huge game. Sure. No, 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 no. Hear me out. Hear me nah, out. This is dumb already. Smokey in... Lockie Neal is a Smokey for the Brownlow because your, your AFL media will talk about Cripps, Dustin, Bont, and Fife, and that is it. I don't think so. They won't mention anyone else. I disagree. But I surely Neal's now in a conversation, right? Thomas. Lockie Neal was in the conversation last year. He was like in the top three or four favourites. He will be again this year. He's probably winning the medal... He's probably sharing the lead right now with Matty Rowell from Gold Coast. They're, they're probably both on six. Oh, imagine that. A rising star winning the Brownlow in the same year would be enormous. I saw s- some betting agencies today have paid out him winning the rising star in round three. So, uh, sh- well, who, sure. who else is going to fucking win? Sure. No, but like, what if he gets injured? Some- like, <laughs> it's bizarre. Hey, Hugh Cluggage was huge oh. in that third quarter. I think he had 10 touches. The only thing lacking in his game is he kicked two behinds. If he just finished those, he's like, every time he plays, and Channel 7 are big on this, he does one little spin move and they just froth and call him Pendlebury. But it is correct. He's just <laughs> it's, it's Simon Black-like, actually. He's just got time and yep. space. It's ridiculous how he just moves off an angle one little bit and suddenly he's in free space and just drills a pass. He's a fucking jet. I was going to say he's more like Black than Pendlebury because Pendlebury is a cunt. Well, can move. <laughs> he's not as quick yeah, as sure. McCluggage. Yeah. And McCluggage seems like a genuinely good person. Oh, he's a great McCluggage boy. seems like a lovely man. Oh, big time. A good boy. Um, Him with his best mate, Jared, carving <laughs> it up. But, um, I mean, Brisbane could have claimed to say that we have the best defender in the AFL with Andrews. The best midfielder with Lockie Neal, the best forward, Charlie Cameron. So they've come a long way from, you know, even two years ago, we had nothing. So this is good. Yeah. Feel, feeling good at the moment. Footy is still so stressful, um, and it's going to be like that every week because, Joel, yep. as we both know, no, win- you're never safe. You can't We're not arrogant. any wins in, no. Hey, you cherish the I wins. am now 100% on board this train. Nah, I'm piss no off, longer. Mate. You didn't get a ticket. Mate. <laughs> oh? Yeah, I'm fair evading. I'm fucking. I've just jumped on. I'm gonna hide in the toilet when they come check the tickets. Sean, I've dropped one level below you, which is that I'm just happy. Even if Essendon lose, I'm just happy that we uh, didn't get banned from the AFL and we're playing. Um, I'm just happy if if the siren goes and oh great, they're playing this week. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, the siren goes at half time when they're off for 30 minutes. I get really scared, worried that they're not going to come back on again. But then when they're back they on, I'm like, back. yes. <laughs> Well, I now love, Dusha, that for you, the Essendon Football Club become like an object permanence issue. When you can't observe them, you don't know if they're there. Yeah, it is. It's like that. It's exactly like that. It's been two weeks since we've been back, and two weeks in a row, Essendon have had a violation of COVID-19 laws. Twice. In two weeks. And people will be like, oh, yeah, but, uh, like, they won't do it again. Ah. I wouldn't have thought they would have done it again after the first time. Hey, um, Tom, I'll just give you one good stat from the Brisbane game. Grant Birchall played his 250th game. Now, he was, I believe, the 13th quickest player in league history to play 240 games and then the 269th fastest player to play 250. Jesus. So he just had like basically three or four years where nothing happened for him. He was just injured every year and yeah. So that's good on him to get to. two years where he didn't play a game. Two or three years, I think, yeah. 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 Fuck. Well, no, good on him. Good on him. 
Brisbane are just the feel-good, well, the second best feel-good story in footy. Yeah. Um, Just before we get to the last one, there's one moment that I want to talk about, Sean, and this would have probably blown you off the couch, which is when Jared Barry kicked that goal and Fags on the bench did a double fist pump in the air and yelled, you fucking beauty. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then I looked at my phone and I was like, I better call my dad. It was just, it was huge. Fags has got the best dad energy in football. Yeah. It's just so uh, good. So Fags like fist pumping on the sidelines. There's another great image of like Barry coming and sitting on the bench next to him and Fags just like looks at him and smiles. And it's just like, <laughs> oh mate. If they if Brisbane are lucky uh, to win a grand final, Fags, oh, I think I'll die if I look at him celebrating. It'll kill me. Imagine oh, you watch him get up there, rip up the medal into enough pieces to give to every single player on the list so no one misses out. Oh mate. Maybe you'll send it to me. <laughs> Right The other massive feel good story Of this weekend After Fags' double fist pump Dad energies is Gold Coast Suns are the real deal this season And Adelaide are absolute Horseshit Guys nothing made me feel better This weekend after my team Shitting the bed really hard against Carlton than Watching a team with Tex Walker In it do really fucking bad <laughs> and the Gold Coast Suns do really fucking good. They are so fucking good to watch. Sean, the entertainment business on Queensland is going off its head. I'll tell you something I've heard, a bit of a theory, because I think Adam Cooney put it on the agenda today. He said Gold Coast deserve a Friday night game, which I think is very keen. <laughs> they but, were mentioning it during the game as well, the um, yeah. commentators. Well, I'll tell you, here's what I think they should do. Round six, a few weeks from now, Friday night, Brisbane versus Gold Coast. Yes. A thousand times yes. I'd love that. Gil, do this shit. We've got to do we've it. got ten thousand fans in at the Gabba this week. By the time Fuck. we play Gold Coast potentially in round six, could be a full house again. You never know. I don't know. Fuck. Imagine that. Imagine uh, how good that is for Queensland footy. Sean, ten thousand fans supporting Brisbane against a dog shit Adelaide. That is so funny. The Tex 2000, fucking the 2000 fans that were there, sorry, Joel, the, the 2000 fans that were there on the weekend were fucking loud. It yeah. Was great. Players loved it. Oh. Well, that's like even the Gold Coast game had so many fans there. There were times where like Tex got a cheapie and the crowd booed him. Yeah. <laughs> and it sounded so loud. And I was like, you know what? Good on you, you your 2000 fans. Adelaide are kicking their second goal of the game in the last quarter <laughs> and you're booing it. I love it. That's true footy. They're finally learning how to be true footy fans on the Gold Coast and I've got a theory. It's pretty out there. Yep. But, but yep. I find it interesting that uh, Gold Coast are now in the entertainment business and they're looking pretty good because a certain player is playing for the Gold Coast AFLW side. <laughs> are you talking about Kalinda? Yes. <laughs> that is a How are Scots of Gold Coast? It's a wild and they've theory. gone, we should be like that. Let's go. You know? Well, can uh, I be honest? It wouldn't be the oh, Tom, it wouldn't be the first time that um the women's team have inspired the men's team. I know it happened with Brisbane. The women's team was successful Absolutely. in a time when the Brisbane's men's team was still shit house. So they looked at the winning culture of the women's and got inspired. So that's maybe happening with Gold Coast. I, I reckon. I would Absolutely. say, see, I mean, here's my less out there theory. That is that the youngsters at Gold Coast haven't been poisoned by the old Gold Coast culture that is pretty much dead. And you've got people like Matthew Rowell who are just absolute jets. And fucking King, whose arms, fucking Mr. Fantastic. Oh, fucking. How beautiful <laughs> are his hands when he takes them up? It is artwork. It's art. Fucking Mona Lisa. Get the fuck out of the Louvre. Here's a picture of King's hands. Just hang them up. Oh, they're beautiful. King kicked three the, goals. Like the thing that I love about like that's the the cardiac kids of old. Mm-hmm. What are they now? The 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 super kids. Whatever they are, they're like you've got Tom. They're winners. Raul, who's a beast. They're winners, Tom. They're winners. They're winners. Top four. You've got Raul, who's a beast. Fuck, they are too, aren't they? Yep. Jesus. Just, rem- just remember, they started really well last year as well. But this feels different. I don't know. Well, I mean, last year, like you said, they were scraping over the line. This year, they're uh, playing they're exciting teams. and they're dominating. And I'm fucking worried uh, if Brisbane have to play them soon. I would be scared. On current In form, round six. 
They'll win. Yeah. <laughs> but like they've got they've got jets all over the park. So you've got Rail in the middle who's killing it. You've got King down one end who's killing it. You've got guys like Bellard and Lacocious at the other end who are unreal. You've got fucking Lockie Weller who people thought Gold Coast were ridiculous for giving Freo pick two. That looks like the safest trade in history of time. <laughs> they're, Fuck it up. they're so exciting. I love them. I'm on them. I'm on them. Um, I'm all in. The fact that Adelaide, it, it was so funny in the third and fourth quarter where there was no chance they were coming back, but they were just like desperate for a goal. Just the amount of times it was just like a huge intercept mark by a Gold Coast defender and Adelaide just had no way, like just nowhere near any balls. Gold Coast did this thing was- that I like where uh, the game was well over and there's only a few minutes to go, but they were still cracking in hard and tackling. Like they, yeah. they're just looking really switched on. And um, just just quick, quietly, Stewie Jew, looking good. He's looking good. He's slimmed down. Yeah. He's looking lean. Maybe that's it. Do you know what's insane too? Just thinking about these young guns that are playing. Isaac Rankine hasn't played yet either. Mm. He's going to be good. He's coming with a bull- like He's a gun as well. So they've got – they're finally getting their shit together. Here's a question for you, Thomas. If they yes. imagine – they make finals this year. Do the AFL yep. then have to step in and go, look, the concessions that we've given you that are still going to go on for the next two or three years, we need to probably scrap that or or pull that back? If they make finals this year, um, oh, but see, this year is fucking weird. Actually, so, yeah, it would be a knee-jerk reaction probably. They probably need to just stick it. Would with be. It would be. I think if they made finals this year, they'd then watch them next year. And if they made finals again... Then you go, right, your concessions we gave you over a three-year period, they're gone. Yeah. Yeah. And then maybe they start looking at GWS and be like, well, Gold Coast might do exactly what GWS have done, which is do well, then shit the bed. Well, I mean, you just got to look back at Gold Coast and say they've kind of been here before, assuming this season continues to pan out pretty well. Like they had that year when they had Gary Ablett and Guy McKenna was the coach where they were... Or they were in the top eight and they were going to play finals. And then Gary got yep. injured and all fell apart. And then they've just had probably, you know, five or six years of just being a basket case. That was McKenna's last year as coach too. Like they finished ninth and he got sacked. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Gold Coast look good and Adelaide are an embarrassment. Going into three-quarter time, only kicking one goal. The commentators are like just pissing themselves. <laughs> they really were. <laughs> the amount of times... Speaking of the commentators, the amount of times Dwayne Russell was commenting on Matt Rowell running, the, the Gold Coast Superman running out of a pl- pack with players on his back like his cape. <laughs> I reckon if you had a drink every time you said that, you would have been unconscious by halftime. That's right. It was a Channel 7 broadcast, but they had the Fox footy commentary, didn't they? Because of the, the late Because switch. the original 7 broadcast had been the Melbourne Essendon game. Postponed indefinitely. Yeah. Yeah. Which is why we then got the next game at 8 o'clock at night. Yeah, that was weird. And I didn't watch it. So <laughs> uh, Port Adelaide played Frio. I didn't watch it either, but I have it on good authority that a certain player with a huge penis had a pretty good game. Yep. And um, Port Adelaide won. Uh, he also told me a stat that their percentage at the moment is like the fourth highest percentage in the history of the AFL. Where like they're on 234. Five, I think, or something absurd like that after X amount of rounds. 243, Tom. You know how we joked about that prophecy? That, you know, the team that's leading round one and all. There's only one undefeated team that is currently playing. (laughs) Good save, Tom, because there's a big asterisk next to another team that's uh, currently undefeated. Correct. Still early, Tom. Yeah. It is. I mean, who who have they played? You know, they jumped Gold Coast before Gold Coast became good. <laughs> and um, is it weird that the Gold Coast win looks more impressive in retrospect? Yeah, and the Adelaide <laughs> one looks less impressive, that's for sure. Mm. Yeah. But if you watched the Port Adelaide Gold Coast game in round one, Gold Coast were just absolutely off the boil. They weren't even playing. So a lot changed. Yeah. Frio were very much in this until they didn't score a single point in the second quarter and then decided to only kick another two goals for the rest of the game. That's my well, by all take. accounts. They didn't have an inside 50 for the whole second quarter. <laughs> by all accounts, they, they started well, and then it started raining, and they just shit their pants. Yep. Whereas it started to rain, and power went, ooh, let's go. 
Charlie Dixon was like, I love being warning slippery when wet and just went off his head. Yeah. <laughs> slippery when wet applies to him big time. <laughs> what what I, what the, be- <laughs> the best thing about it though, right? So literally I hadn't watched the game at all and at about quarter past eight, again, just got a message, all caps from my brother, huge fucking penis. <laughs> <laughs> it's wild. It's, it's ridiculous. Yep. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. So uh, next, next week, what are, we, uh, what are we looking at for next week, Joel? All right. Uh, so Thursday night, we have Sydney take on Western Bulldogs. And this is a kind of tough one, except it's at the SCG, so I'm going to be tipping Sydney. Bulldogs. Oof. Bulldogs. Oof. I got some work to, to do in the tipping. I've got to make up some ground. Yeah. I think- Although I just saw Josh Dunkley is not playing this week. He's hurt his ankle. Sydney. Sydney. Libba. Sydney will win. Leba, 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 leba. Dogs. Dogs. <laughs> lock it in. Sydney. I'm locking it in. All right. Then the front. Chikink. That was me locking it. You didn't lock it. I did. Bulldogs. Okay. Shut, shut up, Tom. GWS take on Collingwood on Friday night. This would have been a huge game last year. This year looks like a fucking wet bag. Fuck you, football on Friday. Giants. GWS. <laughs> Thank you, Sean. Are we operating under the same theory? Yes, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good. Uh, Tom, yeah. I realize your tipping strategy, and our listeners have probably put it together as well, which is you don't tip what you think is going to happen. You tip what you want to happen, which is never a good strategy. Every week, baby. It's not a good strategy. You're like, oh, how good would it be? Because I can see your brain works. You're like, you're looking at a game like, oh, I don't know who to tip. <laughs> or like, oh, yeah, Collingwood would probably smash GWS. But like, oh, fuck. Imagine if GWS just like turn it on this week. Imagine, oh, that's exactly it. Imagine. That's exactly what I do. Imagine if GWS turned it on and imagine if fucking, oh, they fucking kick like 10 goals and Collingwood only kick one at half time. Oh, yeah, no, GWS, GWS. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm with you, Tom. You do exactly the same thing. (laughs) No, I'm a little cleverer than that. But I will be back in the Giants. (laughs) Not that clever. I'm picking Collingwood, but I hope they lose. Saturday, we have Port Adelaide take on West Coast. Port. This could also be one of those games where uh, a team that has been embarrassed decide to uh, turn it on. West Coast. Nah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm picking Port, but the reason I'm doing it is because it feels like this is Port's first real test. And they'll fail. West Coast need this very badly. I think I will also tip West Coast until I look at their injury list or something and notice they're missing someone massive. And I'll be like, oh, fuck, no, well- Port. Oh, wait. Fucking something we just didn't touch on. Dersma did his hamstring. Yeah, West Coast. West Coast. Sean, also, I respect that you've jumped 40 positions in the footy tipping. So having a safe week now would be the sensible decision because people will start rolling the dice and then you will like slowly claw your way back up. But instead, fuck that. Chaos, Chaos. baby. <laughs> uh, then we have St. Kilda take on Richmond. Richmond. Uh, St. Kilda. Richmond. Nah, Richmond need it. Richmond. They need it badly, nah. Tom. Side of the Saints. Yeah, Saints were ass on the weekend. Saturday night, if this happens, Essendon take mm-hmm. on Carlton. Carlton. Yeah, sorry, douche blues. If if it's if it's your team without your back six, <laughs> it's good because Makai to kick ten, Edie to kick twenty seven, Casbolt to kick one hundred goals. Um, although <laughs> is our midfield good enough that they just won't? Because nope. obviously, nope. Oh, <laughs> 
I love that the question didn't even get finished. Is our midfield good enough? Nope. I reckon our strategy will be if no. this game happens. Just they're not allowed any in- inside fifties at all because every inside fifty here is going to be a scoring shot because we will legitimately not have any players in the back line. Shouldn't have traded on Mitch Brown. Who isn't getting a fucking game? Yeah, disgraceful. Next game is Gold Coast take on Frio. Gold Coast. Go the Suns. Yeah, Suns easy. All the way. Gold Coast 2020, baby. And then uh, Sunday, Brisbane take on Adelaide. And this could be, depending on how you look at it, maybe the second 150 beating of the weekend. Danger game. Yeah, I was going to say, when have, when has there been in history two wins by over 200 points in one round of footy? This is a danger game. I think. I For Adelaide. I think no, no, Adelaide, you know, Adelaide will throw everything at you, but I think that by half time, they might be up, but you'll just kill them. They've got no depth. Up, uh, fucking. Yeah. Was it Rory? Was it one of the. Was it Sloan or one of the. Rory Atkins. Oh, yeah, Atkins. Rory Atkins has done his shoulders to go. Oh. Well, we're on. We're absolutely on. <laughs> That's the difference. Oh, can I just. Just speaking of Adelaide, yeah. boys, we missed the biggest news of the week, which was Mark Rusciuto coming out, having a pot shot at every Adelaide player, and then every non-listed Adelaide, like former Adelaide player, having a ripper game over the weekend. Like Hugh Greenwood, who he said was too slow and no good, had one less clearance than the entire Adelaide Crows team. And then massive. And then Rusciuto fired back, being like, "Ah, oh, if you were quicker and younger, then maybe you would have." I kind of remember. Maybe your personal stats would have been. Oh, you would have got more than like ten touches or something. And he and then Greenwood replied again with something that was even more aggressive, which was like, "Oh, it was good." Pretty classic of Adelaide to be looking at personal stats rather than overall score. Yeah, good one, mate. Right, like eye rolling emoji. Yeah. Something like that. It was what I loved like was more brutal than that. Charlie Cameron got in on it, but also Rashudo did that thing where it was that awkward thing where you know when you get like someone gets like just schooled publicly or in a group and they like pretend it's a joke, but you can tell it's hurt their feelings because you can see the, 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 the sadness in their eyes. That was Rashudo's treat. He was like, ha ha ha. Yeah. Look, you're a really good player. You know, it's all, it's all fun in footy. It's like, no, it's not mate. Greenwood fucking hates you because you came out and said dumb, dumb shit. Sack, sack Rashudo. He's bad for Adelaide. I'll tell you, boys, Get him out of there. I, I b- cannot wait for Charlie Cameron to turn it on next week. And then for me to tweet Mark Rusciuto, I'm going to come after him. So <laughs> I can't wait. Boys, I got some sort of bad news. And I'm going to be honest with you. I've lost respect for Hugh Greenwood. He, <laughs> he's uh, he's come out and apologized for those tweets. You know why? Because Rusciuto, being the little piss baby that he is, picked up the phone and had a whinge to somebody. And they went, oh, look, Huey, just, just send him a pity tweet. You know, make him feel good. Was it Joel? Was Fuck it just the tweet where he was like, "Ah, oh, all in good fun, just yeah. having a laugh," sort of thing? Yeah, yeah. Don't worry. That's someone at Gold Coast has probably called him up and said, "Hey, mate, just you know, lay off a bit. We won. We don't need to be as childish as the fucking the board member from the Adelaide Football Club who's a big fuckwit piss baby." Yeah, yeah. Don't and- worry. Hugh Greenwood absolutely believes in everything that he said before that. Oh, yeah. AFL posted a video of him, like, going up to the Adelaide bench and, like, saying hello to the staff. So that probably helped his case. Oh, he's a good boy. His problem's not with the the staff at the club. His problem is with the management of the club. Mm. Anyway, if the Gold Coast Suns management came to me and said apologize for that, I'd be like, fuck you, and then tweet Mark Rusciuto again. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, Brisbane. I don't know if we made that clear, but, yeah, Brisbane will win. Easy. Brisbane. Then uh, Melbourne off a bye. Come up against Geelong. Geelong. Geelong will win, but I'll be tipping against Geelong next week. I might tip Melbourne. Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, I might tip Melbourne. They're rested. Is it the MCG? Yep. Yeah. They're rested. They're hungry. They miss footy. Yeah. I mean, Geelong are also rested because we only played one quarter last week. (laughs) Melbourne too, because they actually have a Ruckman. Yeah, that's true. And a good one too. Yeah. You watch Stanley will play his second good game of the year next week. And uh, finally, last game of the round is Hawthorne take on North Melbourne. Hawthorne. Oof. Yeah, Hawthorne. Hawks. Right, that's uh, round four. Should be exciting. Uh, also, 
that's if the round, like, if there's no more fucked developments, there is a big chance that Essendon Carlton game does not go ahead. Imagine uh, having to use top up players again. It could happen. Hey, Joel. Yes, Tom. Do we have any fucking emails this week? <laughs> the rude version. Yeah, we do. Got a couple. <laughs> well, I'm in a bad mood this week. My team lost. Right. First emails from Joshua Clark. Subject Footy Returns. Hey, boys, fresh off listening to the latest episode, and I must say, it's great to have you three wise men of footy. Bless you, boys. <clears throat> As a Melbourne supporter, <laughs> I was pretty annoyed to see the boys singing the song without the captain. What I hate is a storm after it from dickheads like Robertson, who uses an excuse to drum up another 15 minutes of content on a show for cunts. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't just oh. miss Gorn. Langdon Tomlinson and Jaden Hunt were also not there. And you can see on the broadcast that they got back together and sang it again. I'm more pissed about the second half efforts on the field and the boys' inability to stop Carlton from gaining momentum. On another note, great to see Benel back out there. The Bombers game is a big rivalry yes. match for me and my brother, so looking forward to a good game this weekend. <laughs> oh, sorry, mate. Uh-huh. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. Whoops. <laughs> if we lose, I can only assume it's due to Saad running so fast he turns back time to prevent the Ds from scoring. Although, judging by our accuracy after quarter time, that probably won't be necessary. Carney, I hope Charlie kicks six motorbikes right into your living room so you can ride off together into the sunset. Tom, oh. <laughs> Cockatoo will play this year, I believe. <laughs> it's the year for feel-good oh, comebacks. Thanks, I hope you boys stay safe and well. P.S. You lot are the best. Thank you for existing. Oh, good boy, JC. Lovely email. And you know what? I'm going to replace him, you two, with him. That's We're going to replace you he's with supportive. him. <laughs> he's got his, he's got his head screwed on. Yeah, he's, got, he's going to be in two footy podcasts now. Uh, ours and yours. And we'll see which one he likes better. <laughs> uh, then, following up, we've probably got one of the worst emails Haggard's Footy has ever received. And that is from Hell. He's just sent us an email titled Fat Ablet and included a photo of him from a couple of years ago where he's looking very fit and has a beard. Hell. Hang on. How? What the fuck? You need to fucking lift, mate. That's that's sorry. That's pedestrian. That's at, Adelaide at Crows level. At the bare level. minimum, mate. At the bare minimum. What you what you've done, buddy, is it's like you've sent an email of someone with here is a picture of a giraffe and it's a photo of a chicken. Like what the fuck, mate? If you're gonna take a photo of fat old <laughs> fat ablet, at least put fucking fat ablet in there. That, fucking hell. That's not AFL standard, hell. Nah. Save that for the VFL, mate. That is mate. some real. Fucking Adelaide shit right there. All right. Uh, next email is from Ryan. And no, 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 Joel. That's enough. <laughs> Hell's ruined it. <laughs> Close the inbox. Shut it down. Let's oh, all turn. No all, emails. Let's let's turn our three keys all at the same time. It's over. <laughs> I'm willing to give these emails one last chance. Okay, fine. But you're Hell. You're a better man than I. Hell and everyone listening. If we cop shit like that again, the email segment cancelled for a week. I don't mind getting a photo of fat ablet, but it better be fat fucking ablet. <laughs> right. Emails from Ryan, and this is a two-part email. First email. <clears throat> Subject. Whoa! <laughs> Footy profs. I'm writing to you at 8.52 Saturday night, half time for the Blues v. Cats match, and I am pumped. This is the Carlton side I was excited to see at the start of the season. And fuck me if they didn't make me doubt they existed. We've actually turned up to the first quarter this time, and how fucking good is footy right now? Cheers. Ryan. P.S. Tom. (laughs) All the best to you and your boys, but I fucking need this. (laughs) Nearly killed this boy. This boy nearly died, I guarantee. Follow-up email. Straight after the game. Oh, Subject, Eddie Betts. Eddie Betts! Eddie Betts! <laughs> End of email. That's great. Powerful. Powerful yeah. And last email, and this is very much relevant to uh, all of us, I guess, and ties into your methods of tipping, Sean. Oh. Uh, this is from Mason. The subject is coming for you. Hey, boys. Longtime listener. First time emailer. I've been listening to you boys from the start and only decided this season to join the tipping competition. And I just wanted to let all of you know, except Dusha, y'all are a fucking embarrassment. I'm in 18th fucking lift. Oi. Oh. I'm in I'm a, I'm I'm in 40th. 
If you're in 18th, you're only like one tip ahead of me, mate. Steady on. Did he write this email before the round? Uh, no. He wrote this nine hours ago, Sean. All right, Mason, you're in the hell bracket now. You need to lift as well. <laughs> you can come so after Sean. Tom all you want, but you stay off me, boy. <laughs> Oi! Oi! <laughs> Hang on. I thought we were friends. Uh, you're outside the top Sean. 100. You're a disgrace to the show. Come on. You're who this email's so about. You're dragging me down with you. You got your residual stink on me. Oh, whatever. Just because I'm an optimist. <laughs> You're what? Just because I believe in magic. I thought you said just because I'm optimal. <laughs> I am. I'm an optimal optimist. Oh, fuck. You're the optimal fuckhead, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Oh, boy. <laughs> keep up the good work. Up the bombers. Your resident American Bombers fan, Mason. <clears throat> P.S. Tom needs to lift. He's a fucking disgrace. Oh. And here is something I very strongly disagree with. And bring back movie maintenance. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's dead forever. Um, um, yeah. Can I just say, what have I done, Mason? Can I add to that? Can You've we just what like have a I done? fuckhead, Tom. But, so he's, the body of his email was... We're shit at tipping. We need to lift. And then the PS is Tom needs to lift. He's a fucking disgrace. Is that in in tipping or just in general? Uh, yeah. He doesn't make it clear. So I'm assuming I both. think it's general. Tom, that's, <laughs> I'm sorry, mate. That's Are you okay? That's pretty harsh. I've been riding the footy. I've been into the footy more than you have, Sean. That's true. But um, you've so, also been arrogant. You know what, Mason? Pe- people like you know the Brisbane battle. They love it. Mason, you've got a shit name. Fuck off. Oh, <laughs> oh. So that one is for you, Mason, who sent us the email, and also every Mason out there, I guess. Uh, if you're a Mason and you want to email the show, where can they find us, Tom? Yeah, you can send emails directly to me at howgoodsfooty <laughs> at gmail.com. Fuck. Uh, or you can find us on Twitter at howgoodsfooty, or individually, I'm at Awkward Treed. I'm at Sidekick of Dowie. And I am at Douche13. And please, every Mason that listens to the show, email us. Because uh, this is a very controversial statement. And Tom needs to pay the price. Also, Tom, learn to fucking tip. I'm angry about that too. No, yeah, Tom. Why never change? Can't ah, change. Refuse to. Tom. Fuck you. Fuck <laughs> you.